0: welcome to energy matters with robin berlinski the show that highlights and celebrates the champions who use their positive energy to change the world because your energy really does matter we're heard internationally on your favorite podcast sites including pandora spotify and apple where you'll also find a library of all of robin's shows and if you live in or happen to be visiting our home base of charleston south carolina we're also heard Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. on the iconic 1250 WTMA with the invaluable assistance of our dear friend and radio legend, John Quincy. And here she is, Robin Berlinski. Hey, Ron. Well, welcome to your show. Thank and you. Let's jump in with some, some quick business so we can get right to our guests.
1: All right. So if you're listening on the radio, remember, we have a podcast, so follow that. And make sure you follow me on Instagram, at Robin underscore Berlinski. We do a lot of giveaways based on these shows, so you don't want to miss out.
0: I don't know how you do this, but you always bring fascinating guests. Now being presumptive, but we'll find out. Oh, she is. Siri Siri Baruch Thornton was born into a yoga ashram in Boston, Massachusetts in 78. I can't uh, compete with that. I don't know about you. (laughs) I can't. uh, As a teenager, Siri became immersed in the world of Reiki and over the years became a master of masters. Siri is also a certified advanced mountain breathwork facilitator and an advanced Akashic record reader and instructor and has been working in the clairvoyant field for years. I'm fascinated already. So she developed excited. her own system that is truly unlike any other, and hundreds of her clients have described their sessions as eye-opening, transformative, and an overall phenomenal experience. She adores working with her clients in this way. Welcome to the show, Siri. Nice to have you with us.
1: Thank you so much. This is so fun. Thank you. So fun. And there's so many questions we have because Ron and I know very little about this. I am leaning in. And, um, you know, before we get through with this amazing show, make sure we tell everyone how to follow you, how to contact you, how to join in this amazing breathwork, mountain breathwork, which I am going to participate in very soon. Um, So make sure we do that. But. Going back to you and where you were born, we really want to hear your full story. So talk to us about where you were born and what that all means.
2: Okay. So at the time, in the late 70s, my parents had joined a commune, a yoga commune. So they were American Sikhs at the time. So they wore all white. They wore turbans. They got up at like 4 a.m. and they took a cold shower. And then they were doing yoga and chanting and studying, um, you know, all these yogic traditions. And um, so they lived a very, very strict, dedicated spiritual life. And I was born into that environment. I was born at home and the, the yogi named me Siri, which means great. And, you know, we left there um, when I was about three And I grew up in Vermont and my mom was seeking, you know, she was always a seeker, which is why she was in the ashram and she was seeking relief from migraines. And she found Reiki, which Reiki is the natural system of energy healing. So she was working in the mountains with these beautiful, amazing women that, you know, wise women that were doing this energy healing and very connected to that Traditional Usui lineage because there's many different lineages of the tradition of energy healing, and I got immersed in that as a teenager, and at first was like, "Don't do what the heck is this (laughs) on me?" You know, like I'm not interested, mom. And then got into it and really loved it, and would shadow her and help her with her classes and. And then when I moved out, because I was a professional actor, um, most of my... Wait, 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 wait,
0: wait, wait. How do you go from the background you've just described to being a professional actor from the mountains of Vermont? Please take us to that digression.
2: Yeah, well, you know, that was... That was really my forefront passion was being an actor growing up, and also in the background was this energy healing work, wow. and this kind of clairvoyant work was sort of just in the background. As okay, so so that I was far, mar- you,
0: you win yeah. the contest, but go ahead. I'm sorry. This is this is yeah, No, no.
2: Oh, thank you. I appreciate your interest. Um, yeah, and so I, you know, did theater camps and plays and then started doing, um, community theater and, um, went to college for theater in Massachusetts and then went out to LA to visit at 19. And or no, actually 16 and then moved to L.A. when I was 19 because I fell in love with this Meisner acting program and I started acting professionally in films and TV and commercials. So if you go on IMDb, you know, IMDb.com is like where you can see everyone's credits. Right. You'll see like I have acting credits and I did a lot of acting. I was on law and order and I did a lot of like sci-fi and wow. all sorts of, all sorts of, of TV and movies and commercials and Cheerios and Toyota and things like that. And uh, did that professionally for my whole life really. And then always in the background, because you can't just unless you're in that 1%, you know, you can't just rely on your acting as a career. So I had a, my When I wasn't acting, I was doing spiritual work. I was going to workshops. I was training. I was doing Reiki professionally on clients. I was um, learning Akashic record reading, which is a form of just basically channeling. So I, I like to say that it's like therapy kind of meets spiritual psychology it's like a guide, it's a way of getting guidance for what's on your heart, what, you know, those questions you're seeking. It's not like a psychic future telling reading, but it's me tapping into your, mass, what they call master's teachers and loved ones, like your guides. All
0: right, wait, so take, I me, take, take me back. Let me, I got to stop you again. I'm yep. sorry. Because this is, sure. I'm, somebody yeah, said they made up a please. word. I'm in a, in a, in a sense of confusion right now. Confusion. Okay. So it sounded just like with the, Description you gave of your parents—they were very serious, they were very focused—and then their daughter came to them and said, "I want to be an actress." And Uh I wouldn't have thought they would be all that supportive of that. But somehow, this tremendous leap of faith from the mountains of Vermont to a successful career in Hollywood—how? What? I'm I'm spinning here because I just can't comprehend how this happened.
2: Yeah. So. My dad was a leader in that community, but he really was um, good with business and he really had a knack for, he found out, entertainment. So he actually, after leaving that commune, started to become a businessman, a producer and film distributor Ah, in, in in that world. And so he was my sort of bridge to that world. Um, and, and that, be- and because I already was an actor, I already was training as an actor, I was already, you know, very into theater and all of that. When he started to have opportunities, he would point me towards, you know, actually, my daughter's a really good actor. And then I got into that world. And then I started, you know, auditioning and all of this and, you know, making my own way. Um, and so I had my mom's influence of being a healer and teaching healing and working with her teachers or clairvoyant teachers and Reiki teachers and all of that. And my dad's actually now a mindfulness teacher. So he retired from the Hollywood world and um, just helps out a little bit consulting here and there. But he's a mindfulness teacher now. So I had those two influences of, of both of them being spiritual, but also my dad being in the world of Hollywood. Fascinating. So that's how yeah. All
0: right, so obviously, you know, the show is Energy Matters. You obviously bring great energy to everything. Couldn't be an actor without having energy. But also, how does that affect how you teach and work with clients?
2: That's a really good question. I studied human behavior as an actor and emotion, right? And so... um, the psychology of people, of empathy, of knowing how to listen. Being an actor is, is reacting, is knowing how to listen. You have to hear what's going on. You have to see what's – you have to be in the moment, right? So when I'm working with my clients, I'm listening deeply. I'm in the moment. I'm reacting to what they're giving me, you know? Um, and I understand the, the emotion, the emotional world. So I know how to really feel what they're feeling, you know, um, and help them guide them through how to get to the other side of that feeling of whatever that is. Like the best um, spiritual guides are the ones who understand pain and suffering, you know. And so I I feel that, you know, we all understand pain and suffering on some level, we all have those experiences. We can't escape that in this human world. And so that's something I have very deep empathy for. And so one of my gifts is to be able to hold space for people when they're going through their dark night of the soul, whatever that is for them, and to help guide them through. Um, and currently my you know, my most um, exciting passion that I've come to and I've circled back to is breathwork, and so breathwork is very much connected to the yoga that my parents were doing when I was first born. Um, but this particular type of breathwork is set to music, and I, I'm guiding people through with my voice, and we do a primal scream. So we actually, that's very much helped by the acting training that I have is is helping people to liberate themselves. Because so many people, surprisingly to me, but so many people, can't feel free to just even make some noises, like, uh, like any kind of just expressive noises. So we build up to it. But in the mountain breath, we're confused with reiki class. We do this primal scream where we will re- just release, like you know when you get road rage when you're in traffic. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's what we're right. Like that's what we're we're tapping into that feeling, that that frustration, that struggle that everyone has that collective struggle. We tap into that in class and you can use a pillow or turn over and use the mattress and we do it together and we create that release. And it's so, so, so cathartic. So then also paired with the loving energy, the Reiki energy at the end where we have like what's called like a Shavasana and yoga, like a rest and receive, a rest and digest portion at the end and everything just soaks in and they enjoy the benefit of all of the, the breath work, the belly, chest, exhale, breathing, which is like a triactive breath and the primal scream and all of the release of emotion. And they can just lay there and soak it in and just feel like they're in heaven, basically, like they've come home to their their self, their soul. And this is the thing that like lights me up the most is doing that work. And so I do that online and I do that in person where I live in Camas, Washington, which is 20 minutes outside of Portland, Oregon. And then I'll be visiting L.A. and seeing all my actor people in L.A. on November 9th. We have a class at four o'clock. So it's all kind of integrating because I also have a podcast called The Authentic Creative Where Hollywood Meets Healing. So I'm integrating those two worlds. Of I talk to actors, writers, directors, producers and healers about their world and like how they're integrating spiritual tools or what they're using to help them have a better life.
1: Siri, I'm going to put this in the podcast notes, but say the name of your podcast again one more time. Yeah, it's called The Authentic Creative where Hollywood meets healing. I love it. Thank you.
0: So there are a lot of people myself Thank included you. that are fascinated by this because I don't know anything. I used to think I knew something <laughs> and now I know I don't know anything. So, you
2: sound so enlightened. Yeah, well, it's, it's all smoke and
0: mirrors. But, you know, this sounds fascinating. Why are clients coming to you? What sort of issues are they dealing with? What are your specialties that you could really help people overcome? You know, a, a lot of the interviews we've done on the show are people that are into health and wellness in various degrees that, that they've really found successful. Tell me what you like doing and why people contact you.
2: That's a great question. And... I like helping people that are struggling with anything. Like, I know that's very broad, but honestly, we're all humans, so we all suffer and we all struggle in some area of our life. So whether it's anxiety, I'll have a lot of people who have anxiety, trauma. We all have some sort of either big or small trauma that we're either conscious of or unconscious of. And so a lot of times I'll get people who will say, I didn't even realize that I needed to address this thing from when I was six. Like I thought I did all the therapy. I did all the, you know, you name it, I've done it. And they've done it. They've tried everything. And they think that that was healed. And then they realized, oh, my gosh, there was this thing from when I was six that I thought I was done with. But actually, it was still in my body because The Body Keeps the Score, which is a famous book by Bessel van der uh, Kolk. Excuse me, Bessel van der Kolk.
0: Easy for you to Um, say.
2: Right? (laughs) Um, The Body Keeps the Score. So that's why people will say to me, like, this is like 10 years of therapy in one breathwork session, because it's not a mental thing. It's like really somatic support. So we don't need we don't even need to know consciously like what we're holding in our body when we do this mountain breathwork infused with Reiki. When we experience it, the body gets to heal whatever but, is in there. But take us so through, through what the what the everyone. process so like, is because
0: I mean I can understand yeah. the breath work, obviously if it's done properly and uh, it gives you a sense of calm. I, I'm guessing. I, I don't know. I mean I really okay that yeah. makes sense to me. And Reiki is. Is it uh, some kind of a massage? Is that part of the the process? Because again, that's what I used to think. Is that
2: yeah? A lot of people, I think, and also people used to get Reiki confused with wallfing, well, which right. is so often, so
0: opposite. <laughs> right, right.
2: Yeah. So so Reiki is non manipulative. Oh, okay. It's, ener- it's energy healing. So here's the thing: it can be hands on. It's like a mom who is comforting her kid who bruises their knee, and she just instinctively puts her hands on the kid's knee to heal the knee. She doesn't know what she's doing Reiki, but this is energy healing. She's loving this person. When we instinctively put our hands anywhere on our body, like over our hand, over our heart, this is doing Reiki. It's the energy of unconditional love. Mm-hmm. It, can, it can be hands-on. We naturally are healers, um, but it can also be, you know, the feeling of anything being transmitted to you. We've all had that feeling of, like, knowing someone's going to call or what have you. It's knowing you're sitting in traffic and, um, and all of a sudden you feel that someone's looking at you, right? So it's the unseen is also what Reiki is. It's, it's imagining someone and sending them love, you know that's really it's very simple. Now, of course, there's training and there's there's symbols and there's mantras and there's a discipline to it. But at the essence of it, it's compassion. So when I'm doing mountain Breath, breathwork infused with Reiki online, I'm send I'm using the symbols, I'm using the mantras, but mainly I'm just tapping into my compassion, my heart, my empathy. That's really the, at the core of it. And so I'm creating a space loving space for people to come back to themselves, to come home to themselves, to, f- to feel their soul and their spirit and step out of what our mentor, you know, um, Robin and I, we um, work with Kathy Heller, and she talks about stepping out of the somebody suit into the nobody suit. Like we're all just at the essence. We're all just spirit and soul. And so dropping the ego that keeps us small and quote safe and allowing the breath to guide us. So, the, so it's, it's regulating the nervous system is what it does. You Very know? cool. So yes. It's like, yeah. And I can get more into the technical, but I don't know how much more time we have.
1: I, I have a question and it's really about semantics. Would you say mount, mountain breath work? Is it something to do with a mountain or did you name it that? Like, is it different from yes. breath work? Yeah,
2: so it's just different people have different names for the breath work that they do. So it's my specific blend. Um, mountain, I like the feeling of the energy. When I first guide people through, I do a r- grounding and running energy. And so I'll say at the base of your spine, imagine. Sometimes I'll say a sequoia tree, sometimes I'll say a gushing waterfall, and sometimes I'll say a mountain, like a, like that sturdy energy um, where you just feel so connected to Mother Earth, where you just feel so supported. It was one of the interviews that I did with an actress named Johanna Watts, and she was telling me about her hu- her love for her husband. Her husband, John Spates, is he's a very amazing screenwriter. Um, and so she was saying to him, I l- mountain you, I love you the way a mountain, like loves, <laughs> 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 loves being on the earth. Like I, my love for you is eternal and it's grounded and it's building you up and it's here forever. Like this, it was so inspiring the way she described her love for him. And I said, can I use that? And so then I named the breathwork Mountain Breathwork. That
1: makes sense. It gives you the common language. You know, it's like you talk about Kathy Heller, and you're right. She has certain things she says that gives us this common language to check ourselves, like our ego or when we're in, like, imposter syndrome or have self-doubt, which we all do. You have this common language that almost gives you permission, but also this common way of understanding what you're feeling or going through. That that explains it. I love that. Thank you for that explanation. Yeah,
0: yeah, thank you. You mentioned clairvoyance, and I think part of it is, can you walk down the street and see somebody and know that they're suffering from something? Do you have that feeling oh. about people? Can you? Well, you know, probably more like their face, their I body language. Yeah, I
1: mean, I, I want to jump in because I do. I feel people's energy. Like, when someone walks in, it's like, very quickly, it's the way they hold their body yeah. or just... I don't know. I mean, I'm very new to everything we're talking about, but I sense something when I see or am with people. Am I right, Siri? Yeah. The reason I said, can you, is because I feel inherently we all
2: know if someone's suffering. It's such an animal instinct, isn't it?
1: if you're I mean, paying we attention might not, though we might not be tapped in you yeah, might would, not be tapped that's in that's it right there because i'll be with people and say something and they're like what are you talking about but it's like we're both there how do you not see it or feel it right. but you're not yeah. you're not tapped into it so that's the ticket right there
2: yeah it's like what are you tuning into like you can train to be really good at anything if you if you're paying attention
0: all right so when you say like the mountain breathwork helps people overcome lots of uh adversity terrible things from the past what have you and you don't have to know what those are but when you sit down with somebody as a client Mm -hmm. there's got to be a a starting point what are you asking to find out the right form of therapy if you will you know what direction do you go in where do you start getting back to my original question
2: Yeah, so it's not diagnostic in that kind of Western way of I'm going to analyze someone and then decide what I'm going to treat them with. It's more Eastern and holistic. So meaning that regardless of, and Reiki and breathwork are both the same in this way, is that regardless of what the specifics of anyone's small or big trauma are, that this is Going to bring them back to their wholeness that they already innately inherently have. So that is the magic of the science of the breath. So they're laying down and no matter who they are, if they lay down and they can, and they can breathe, then, um, which is a privilege, then they can tap into this ability that's a self regulating system that we already inherently have. And so then I'm really just create. I'm stepping out of the way and and, and I'm facilitating that person to, to help them to step out of their own way. So really it's about getting out of our head. And so once we get the permission where the nervous system feels safe, and that's the environment that I'm creating is like that's my job is to create the safe space and to hold energetically hold a safe space for because it's a, usually a group of people that'll come. like uh, And so it's not specific to each person. For me, it is very specific to them. Um, but if they're laying down and they feel guided, they feel safe, they feel their nervous system can start to relax. And I'm, you know, using my voice to guide them through. And then once they're dropped in, the body starts to do the work. So it's like a big eighty percent belly breath, twenty percent chest breath, and then a soft exhale and if they stay continuous with that breath and they feel that permission to allow themselves like it's okay to feel it's okay to feel their heart, it's okay to feel their emotions, and then I'll encourage them to like make some sounds like moan tone groan they'll they're if they're following that, they're naturally going to their body their system is naturally going to start to unravel it's naturally going to start to come to a space of homeostasis it's naturally going to regulate itself it's naturally going to release whatever frustration rage pain upset and also give them permission to feel joy like you get to feel good you get to drop into your hips, drop into your
1: butt, drop into your feet and like feel good and embodied in your body. This is you so amazing. S- yeah. So Siri, how can listeners find you? How can they work with you? I'm sure people are already. I am. I'm trying to I'm, I am I want to do this. How can they work with you? Where do they go?
2: Yeah. So it's sage and blush dot com. S-A-G-E and blush B-L-U-S-H dot com wellness dot com sage and blush wellness dot com and it'll pop up a little pop up that says first class free and you can just type in your email and then you go to purchase a class and use that code and you can get your first class for free awesome so tuesday, yeah tuesday nights, thursday nights, sunday morning um and anywhere you are in the world, if you have a Zoom connection, you can, you can come. And you don't have to have your camera on. You can have your camera off if you don't want people to, you know, if I, I can witness you for accountability or not, it's okay. And you can change your mind halfway through. So you can have that privacy in, your, in comfort of your own
1: home. I'm signing
0: up. You know, we have a little a bit of time left, and I want to point out something. You know, everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people, probably think that Western medicine is the only way to go to cure things, you know, prescribe medication, do this and that. And there is such an unopened or unknown part of Eastern medicine that's so legitimate and works. And you got to look into all the options. I mean, don't just assume that it's crazy or something that you don't want to try. I mean, I'm sure you would agree with that, wouldn't you, Siri?
2: Yeah, I think a lot of people... um end up using what's called quote, alternative, but right. actually alternatives are the original. You know, these are the <laughs> I mean,
0: come point. on, that's the original
2: <laughs> way yeah. of healing. Touching someone with love, it's the original way of healing. Um, you know, all of these Eastern modalities are the original. Like, if you look at the history, it's really Western, you know, hospitals are, are new. That's totally. a newer form yeah.
0: This is a perfect stopping point. Siri Baruch Thornton, SageAndBlushWellness.com. What a fascinating interview.
1: Loved was. it. Thank you. You'll
0: have to keep us posted on what's going on. And I know Robin is going to try this. I am. she'll come back and we'll talk about it one Can't day. wait. So thanks for being with us. I want to remind the audience you've been listening to Energy Matters with Robin Berlinski. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and we'd love your feedback at TheLearningRing.com where you can also reach out to Robin with questions or comments and even chances to win prizes. Thanks for joining us. Until next time.